The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A week is a long time in politics. Maybe 24 hours is a hugely long time in politics. Uh, careers can falter, careers can die in a very short space of time. Dominic Rabb has published his resignation on his personal Twitter account, uh, citing keeping his word among the reasons he's taken the decision. It's all about those bullying allegations made against him. Now, for more on this, I'm joined on the line by London-based journalist Enda Brady. Enda, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Good to speak to you. Now, you you might uh, maybe take us back to what he was uh, investigated for. So there were rumours and allegations swirling around Westminster that Rab was a, a bully and that he, he belittled junior colleagues in meetings, uh, making people cry, very kind of sarcastic remarks to people in meetings, and, and generally just, you know, not being a nice person. And ultimately, these allegations resulted in complaints going in, and then finally the Prime Minister decided that they would bring in an independent senior lawyer by the name of Adam Tolley, who's a King's counsel here, and that he would investigate. Now, the investigation went on. It heard evidence from Rab himself and some of these colleagues who were making the complaints and people who had left the department. He was Minister for Justice and also Deputy Prime Minister under Sunak, very, very close to Sunak, and that's crucial to this. Basically, all the evidence was heard and the report was delivered by this lawyer, uh, Adam Tolley, to the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, yesterday morning, round about this time. Mm. Now, Sunak said that he would take his time to read it and would make his decision at, once he'd, he'd kind of come to the conclusion one way or the other. Um, but Rab has jumped the gun and Rab had kind of, he'd almost dug a, a grave for himself in advance because he said if there was any evidence of bullying, he would resign. That was what he said a couple of weeks ago. And he has pointed out in that resignation statement he's put out on Twitter um, that all but two of the allegations were dismissed. So, yeah, it, it's... It's fascinating, but it's bad news for the Prime Minister, ultimately. Yeah. Um, You know, with all of this stuff swirling around Dominic Rabb, and, you know, it's not last week or the week before that these allegations were made against him, uh, the question for Rishi Sunak is, well, why did you put this guy in your cabinet in the first place, give him the job as Justice Secretary? Why did you have him as Deputy Prime Minister if there were question marks? Yes, and I think there will be those questions now for the Prime Minister because Sunak put this fella at the heart of his campaign to get into number 10. Liz Truss, for the brief, inglorious six weeks of her rule when she was in number 10, she cast him out into the political desert, did not want to know Dominic Rabb at all, um, and many felt that his career, if, if she continued in power, there was no way he would be getting any senior job in the UK government or in Cabinet. So Liz Truss effectively kind of killed him off. Um, And then, of course, her government itself imploded spectacularly. And Dominic Rabb was put in charge of Sunak's campaign to to get to number 10. And Sunak put him front and centre of everything. So Sunak really trusted him. I think, you know, listening to people who defend Dominic Rabb, they say that it's a clash of cultures. He's very hardworking. I know he's a martial arts expert. He's a, a black belt in karate. He's extremely physically fit. He's a high achiever. And his supporters, and there are plenty of them, his supporters say this is a guy with really high standards, he takes no nonsense, and he expects people to be on the game 24-7, on the ball, you know, really, really switched on and delivering, and delivering results. And that if he wants a briefing, it has to be a brilliant briefing. And others are saying that, you know, 
well, hang on, you, you don't make people cry in meetings. You don't bully junior staff. You don't belittle people in front of their colleagues. You know, the allegations of people going to toilets and crying after being in meeting rooms with Dominic Rabb. So this is all very serious stuff. Um, but ultimately, his supporters describe it as a clash of cultures between what they see as, you know, millennials nowadays who can't take criticism and the old school way of doing things in British politics where people have high standards and shout a lot. But ultimately, Rab is gone. Um, he said he had to accept this. He felt duty bound to accept the committee's decision. But he pointed out it dismissed all but two of the accusations made against him. And he said the two findings were flawed and set a dangerous precedent for good government because he stressed that ministers must be able to exercise direct oversight of senior officials. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I think Rab is angry. I mean, he's always struck me as an angry man. Anytime I've seen him around Westminster, you know, he, he's a very, very driven guy. Um, I think he will be massively angry about this report, but he's gone before Sunak could push him. So he's, he's kind of done the Prime Minister a favour, really, but getting it out there straight away on social media. But I think, crucially, the fact that he had said a few weeks ago, he, he'd made it clear that if there was any evidence of bullying found in the report, that he would step down. You know, he's, he's trying to paint a positive spin on this, saying that there was only two of the allegations um, upheld. Well, there's still two bullying complaints that have been upheld against the Deputy Prime Minister. So he had to go. He knew he was going. I mean, he'd, he'd said it himself that if there was any evidence in the report, he would go. He's done Sunak a favour, but I think the pressure now quickly moves on to the Prime Minister as to why he put so much trust in this fellow and so many people felt that, you know, he was behaving in a really reprehensible fashion. Is uh, Dominic Rabb finished now as a politician forever? I mean, he, he may choose to stay on the back benches. He may do something else. He's a highly qualified man. But uh, political career at an end? I think for now it's parked. I think we're in such a crazy time in British politics these last few years that I wouldn't be making any wild predictions one way or the other, Pat. Um, you know, if you go back to October when Liz Truss came in, he was certainly finished. And then out of nowhere, he ends up back in Cabinet, just the Secretary and effectively Deputy Prime Minister. But the whole role of Deputy Prime Minister, you, you don't legally even need to have a Deputy Prime Minister here, so I shouldn't imagine Sunak will be in any great rush to come out or name anyone in his place. But I would say for now, he is absolutely dead in the water until things change. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you're probably not across what's been going on here during the week, but we've had a, a senior civil servant before uh, a committee here of politicians. And uh, uh, to say he was uh, obstreperous to them is probably putting it mildly. <laughs> but the minister responsible for this civil servant, Robert Watts, said, we don't sanction people for their tone. So if only Rishi Sunak had been listening to Stephen Donnelly, <laughs> he, might, he might have got his messaging and saved uh, Rab's skin. But there you go. Enda Brady, a London-based journalist, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the line. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.